Tonight's Wheeling Naylor profile was the winning goaltender in the last game before the All-Star break on Saturday. A 33-save performance against the Reading Royals. It's Jordan Ruby. And Jordan, it's been a lot of fun seeing you put together a real nice run for this team. First half of the season, four wins, couple games over 500. What's it been like for you getting another chance in the ECHL and really taking advantage of it, getting some big wins? Um, obviously, I just feel grateful. I'm happy to be here, but also wanting to make a good name for myself. And as I get older, um, I know the clock is ticking, so I want to make the most of it. And I love the game. And like I said, though, is I want to play well and, and make a good impact and a good name for myself in this league. You're a player who came out of school, got a little bit of a look in the ECHL with the Toledo Walleye, but really the 2015-16 season was when you started to make your mark in pro hockey. A lot of time spent with the Brampton Beast, and that was a beast team that went through an ECHL record amount of players. You still put together some solid numbers, over a 900 save percentage. How challenging was that year with all the different faces in front of you, and what did you take away from it and the numbers that you had? Yeah, that's obviously my first take of the, the East Coast Hockey League was your numbers might not be the greatest, but um, you had to be a good goalie just to even keep them relatively around the three goals against or the 900 save percentage. So yeah, I mean, my numbers were different from college, but mentally and physically and just the way my game was going, I was really impressed and, and happy with how I was uh, improving. Um, but yeah, when you then on the other side, when you have so many different players on your team, it's it's tough to gel. And we joke about like here, like with the wheel and nailers and any team in the East Coast, it's you got three you got three teams. You got wheel and nailers A, B, or C. If someone A is like everyone's in your lineup, B is there's half and half, and and C might have been a little bit of the Redding game where you're ca calling up a guy who hasn't skated a bit. Guys are getting call ups. You don't have your team, so you got to find a way. And every team in the East Coast Hockey Leagues have to do it. So you have to try to battle through it, but it's tough. Part of the game, though. As an Ontario native, you grew up about an hour away from Brampton, and that's our opponent tonight, which is one of the big reasons I wanted to talk to you today. What was it like getting a chance to play in front of your friends and family on a regular basis and in your home province? I mean, it's, it's great. I think it's everyone, I mean, I know a lot of Canadians want to play for Brampton just because of that uh, reason. Uh, my dad was able to come uh, watch me play a number of times, uh, which was great, and even some friends, maybe that was a few hours away or even close by half hour drive. So it was really neat that they could see me uh, play in and some of them really didn't even get to watch me play in Rochester. It was only three hours away but Brampton that that much closer got a lot of good chances uh, for people just to spend time with me and see me play so I was grateful for that. Since your last stint in the ECHL you also had a chance to spend some time in Europe. What's it like to see the world? Uh, you know it, it's it's fun, it's great. It's um, I Definitely I, w I went over there to play hockey and start, start a European uh, career or just make a name for myself but at, at the same time you you want to take that time you have and go see the world. So my wife was able to go to like to Finland, see that the, that country, and we were able to go to like uh, London a bit and different places in uh, in France and in Paris numerous times. So it's very nice. You you don't forget those memories, and you can read about a culture, and that's and that's and that's good. But when you get to live in a culture, like that's great. Like you really get to experience it. So I was very fortunate, and we were happy that we were able to uh, learn about the the French culture. When you look at the different levels of pro hockey, some people think that there's a big-time jump, like the NHL to the AHL, but one of the
of the things I've noticed here is I feel like pretty much half the team, at least in the ECHL, could be in an AHL lineup, no problem. And you're great proof of it. You tore up the SPHL last or earlier this year. You're coming in here. There's no sort of sense that you don't belong. How do you feel about the separation in the different levels and how good these levels are with guys being able to jump in and play as if they've been there the whole season? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just it's, it's smarts. Um, guys would say that uh, an NHL player might see five options, whereas an AHL player sees four options, and an East Coast player might see three options when it comes to a, making a play. But what they're really close at is like their skill. Like guys in, in the East Coast Hockey League, like their their hands and their shots, I would say are just as good as the AHL guys. Maybe not like the top guy, but they're just as good, but maybe their smarts isn't there. So it's encouraging to know that every day you're on the ice, you're playing against some really good crafty guys. Um, but also too, it's a good it's a good uh, it's a good gauge knowing that you, you know what you're you're not that far away. And yeah, SP to now East Coast, maybe even HL isn't doesn't seem that uh, impossible. So it's a tight. It's a lot of good hockey players out there, but not much separates them. So just trying to do a little extra work here and there and learning from mistakes. First half of the season, you guys are right in the thick of this race. You've got a big six-game homestand ahead of you. What did you like from the team in the first half, and what do you want to see continue, if not improve, as you play these next six games at home and a chance to make up some ground in the Central? Well, my head is simple. It's What's great in the first half is seeing when we score first, we usually win, and we have been great at the power play. And honestly, what I think uh, we needed to get better at, and we have been doing it the last few games, is um, we've been getting up the first goal, and then but we've been coming back to win games. And I don't want to give up the first goal, but learning how to come back after you give up the first goal is is uh, finding a way to win is what every good team needs to find. And I think we're on that path, inching closer and closer. But we got to just keep that up. What are you enjoying about your time here in Wheeling, whether it's the team that you're with on the ice or the fans? Uh, you know what? I've been slowly getting to know the fans a little bit when I've been in the stands or uh, maybe the booster club at the, when they're visiting, uh, watching us play. Um, you know the town. The town is nice, simple, blue collar. My wife and my well, my family and I will just go out walking by the Ohio River. So we like that scenery. Um, but right now, I, I mean, I I love everyone here, but I love my family more. So I, I do love spending time with my family, and it's a it's a great job I get to have playing hockey and spending a lot of time with my kids and wife. A lot of family time during the All-Star break? Yeah, we just stayed local and just enjoyed each other. That's perfect. Jordan, we're happy to have you and your family here in Wheeling. Continued success on the ice. You've been a great part of this team this season and looking forward to some more excitement down the road. And thanks for spending a few minutes with me today. You got it, DJ. Thank you. Naylor's goaltender Jordan Ruby, our guest on the Wheeling Office Supply and Emission Report. Out-of-town scores and third-period action are next to the Naylor's Broadcast Network.